Hey y'all, welcome back as we finish up the book of Micah today with chapter 7. And they have gone through this book. The Micah has, has been bringing forth warning of coming just judgment. And he has declared God's message, but he is also feeling the burden in his heart of the coming judgment and the people refusing God. And it should burden our hearts when people refuse God, knowing that they're going to spend eternity in hell. We need to proclaim Jesus and pray desperately for the lost to soften their hearts, turn to Jesus and accept him, repent, because lives are being lost. And this burden was on Micah's heart, as well as Jeremiah's, as well as Isaiah's, as well as Ezekiel's. The prophets bear the burden of the lost on their heart. What breaks the heart of God should break our hearts as well. And it is a heartbreaking People need to see Jesus in our lives, and therefore they would desire Jesus because Jesus makes a difference in our lives, share our testimonies, joyfully proclaim all the things that God is doing in our lives. And Micah lamented because there was no godly people left in the land, as we're going to move into chapter 7, verse 1. How miserable I am. I feel like the fruit picker after the harvest who can find nothing to eat. Not a cluster of grapes or a single early fig can be found to satisfy my hunger. The godly people have all disappeared. Not one honest person is left on earth. They are all murderers, setting traps even for their own brothers. Both their hands are equally skilled at doing evil. Officials and judges alike demand bribes. The people with influence get what they want, and together they scheme to twist justice. Even the best of them is like a briar. The most honest is as dangerous as a hedge of thorns. But your judgment day is coming swiftly now. Your time of punishment is here. A time of confusion. Don't trust anyone, not your best friend or even your wife. For the son despises his father, the daughter defies her mother, the daughter-in-law defies her mother-in-law. Your enemies are right in your own household. As for me, I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. So, like Matthew talked about, People who become worldly and don't want anything to do with God, they will reject your godly lifestyle. They will persecute you and condemn you for how you're living your life, chasing after God. But don't be bothered by it. Keep pursuing God. Cling tight to God. Stand firm in faith because you know the truth and you're clinging to the truth found in God. And the the Christ followers have all turned away and they've disappeared. He says the godly are no longer to be found. And the the world it, it it is full of evil and chaos and people compromise with sin. We aren't called to compromise. We're called to stand firm in faith and proclaim Jesus and His life, His word, who He is is supposed to be reflected through our lives. And when it talks about the day of your watchman, it refers to the day of judgment when. The, the watchmen around the walls, they see the enemy approaching and they call out to warn the people. And God sent his prophets to proclaim the truth, to call out his word, to proclaim the coming judgment. They were his watchmen that were sent constantly warning the nation, but the nation refuses to listen. The nation refuses to heed the warning. They're like, ah, we're safe because we're, we're in Jerusalem. Nothing's going to happen here. And they don't listen. They love their sin more than God. And 
Michael was grieved at the corruption of the nation and the officials and the leaders and the unfaithfulness of the people of the land, how they just turn their back on God and say, oh, well, and you couldn't trust anybody. And when truth is no longer the standard for society, everything starts to fall apart. And the faithfulness to our word is the cement that holds society together. God created all of us. And when we lose sight of God, things fall apart and things start to crumble around us. And it had come to the place and point where they couldn't trust neighbors or even their own family members. And we see that throughout the nations today as well. And sinners don't do wise things because their eyes are blinded and they walk in darkness. They're following evil instead of the truth and and love and light of Jesus. And with that, we'll continue on in verse 8. Do not gloat over me, my enemies, for though I fall, I will rise again. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. I will be patient as the Lord punishes me, for I have sinned against him. But after that, he will take up my case and give me justice for all I have suffered from my enemies. The Lord will bring me into the light and I will see his righteousness. Then my enemies will see the Lord is on my side. They will be ashamed that they taunted me, saying, So where is the Lord, that God of yours? With my own eyes, I will see their downfall. They will be trampled like mud in the streets. In that day, Israel, your cities will be rebuilt and your borders will be extended. People from many lands will come and honor you from Assyria all the way to the towns of Egypt, from Egypt all the way to the Euphrates River and from distant seas and mountains. But the land will become empty and desolate because of the wickedness of those who live there. O Lord, protect your people with your shepherd's staff. Lead your flock, your special position. Though they live alone in the thicket on the heights of Mount Carmel, let them graze in the fertile pastures of Bashan and Gilead, as they did long ago. Yes, says the Lord, I will do mighty miracles for you, like those I did when I rescued you from slavery in Egypt. All the nations of the world will stand amazed at what the Lord will do for you. They will be embarrassed at their feeble power, and they will cover their mouths in silent awe, deaf to everything around them. Like snakes crawling from their holes, they will come out to meet the Lord our God. They will fear him greatly, trembling in terror at his presence. Where is another God like you who pardons the guilt of the remnant, overlooking the sins of his special people? You will not stay angry with your people forever because you delight in showing unfailing love. Once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. You will show us your faithfulness and unfailing love as you promised to our ancestors, Abraham and Jacob, long ago. So he's like, we're not supposed to be okay with sin in our lives. And even Micah, he's like, I know I'm a sinner. We know that we are. If you don't think you have sin in your life, you are lying to yourself. We are all sinners. God refines us and he keeps showing us more and more things that he wants to take out of our lives as we learn and grow with him on our walk with him and dive deeper into him and his word. He keeps calling to me, go deeper, keep digging deeper in the word, keep finding me, keep seeking me, keep chasing me passionately. We choose to chase God passionately and he refines us and and reforms us into be more and more like him in the process. 
But we have sin and we need to confess. When things are revealed, we need to repent quickly and say, I'm sorry. I don't want to grieve with the Lord. Repent, turn from it, get it out of your life, get back up and keep running. Keep chasing God. Don't get stuck there. And he says, look, I, I deserve to be punished for my sin. He confesses, he repents, and he says, the Lord will be my righteousness. He gets back up, he rises, and he says, the day is coming, and the day is coming when Jesus will return, and he will bring forth judgment, and he brought forth judgment on the cross. He came to save, and he also came to judge sin, and he is coming again with that final judgment of sin when he returns, and we have a just God who will deal with sin, but we also have a merciful and compassionate God who said, here, I give you my son, believe in him, apply his blood that he shed for you to your lives and be free. Your sin will be thrown farther away than you can see down to the bottoms of the depths of the oceans, it says. There will be no more sin seen and you will stand before God, righteous and pure, and all the nations of the world will stand in amazement at what the Lord will do. And he will do things in our lives today. And when he comes again, he is coming again and he will bring restoration and he will bring forth a restored kingdom that we get to live in forever with him if we choose him as our Lord and Savior the ultimate restoration leads to revival and restoration and redemption and healing and cleansing. And the ultimate restoration is coming when Jesus returns. He will deal with sin and sin will be dealt with and bound once and for all. And if we choose Jesus, we will be on his team and we will stand in glory and awe of God in who he is and we will stand before him and there will be no sin seen. Jesus died for all of our sins. We can repent and turn away and not let that shadow of sin hang over our lives any longer. There might be earthly consequences we have to deal with and yes we do need to deal with those but eternally our soul is safe in the hands of God. We are his child. We are part of his kingdom. He brings us restoration and redemption and healing. And the more we dig deeper and get closer and grow more and more in him, the more we become like him and the more we know him. And that's his goal. He wants us to know him. He wants us to live in he wants to live in our lives. He wants us to be a part of his story for his glory forever, for eternity. He wants to dwell with us for eternity. And to do that, we have to choose him. We have to choose Jesus. We have to lay down ourselves daily and ask God to fill us up with his Holy Spirit. He is, his Holy Spirit is with us. When we choose Jesus, his Holy Spirit lives inside us. And we just keep asking him to fill us up more. I want to know you more, Lord. I want to go deeper. I want to swim deeper and deeper waters with you, Lord. I want to know you more and keep pursuing God don't stop pursuing God. Keep pursuing him more and more every single day of our lives for his glory and his story and for his character and integrity to shine through our lives in all of our moments of all of our days while we are here on earth waiting for his return because it is going to be glorious. Thanks, y'all. I hope you're having a most blessed day in the Lord.